Wakey wakey! Oh, hello, folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper who just woke up. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. I have two little kids. Been up since since the break of dawn. And we love the Nats. <laughs> Deep Ghana. 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 It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Well, hello. Wait, wait, wait I already did that. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome, folks, to the uh, Rasta Pod. It's a motherfucking Rasta Pod time. We love to do the Rasta Pods. Basically, a Rasta Pod is. Uh, a pod that we do anytime Bruce Arena or the powers that be give us a final roster for an upcoming camp. And that has happened on Sunday. Uh, we have the roster. We're going to list the roster. We're going to make the boys line up. We're going to get Ty's first impressions. Line and them up. We're going to talk about all those, all everything that you need to know. But first, but first, uh, worth noting that we will also break down the game versus Ghana. Friendly. Tune up. And what's this all building to, Ty, of course? The Gold Cup, the gold our uh, regional cup. tournament, the equivalent of the Euros. So, for guys, Concacaf. we are here. We went from forty people. We're now down to what? Twenty three? Is that right? We got twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three of these hoes, so, fit and ready to go. They're all fit. They're all ready to go. Shall we line them up? Get out there, boys. All right, line Who's up, got boys. The gloves? Line up, boys. Goal keeps uh, into my keeps of the goals. I'm gonna have Brad Guzan. Bill Hamid and Sean Johnson. This is going to be fun. I, I I may not know some of these people, and I may I may I may misspeak. I may say names wrong. I may sound confused. It's okay. Defenders line up. We got Matt Beasler, Omar Gonzalez, Matt Hedges, Eric Lehigh, Matt Miazga. Welcome back, Justin Morrow, Jorge Villafanya, and Graham Zusi. It's your boy. Why? Graham Zussi. Okay. Uh, in the midfield, Kellen Acosta, Paul Ariola, Alejandro Badoya, Joe Corona, Christian Roldan. It's your boy, Christian Roldan, hailing from Seattle Sounders. Uh, Kellen Rowe, Kenny Saif, and Giassi Zardes. Okay. And up front, let's have Juan Agudelo, Dom Dwyer. Johnny. And, of course, it's your boy, Jordan Morris. The Trace. Ty, what's your first impression? The truth, Ty. What uh, what are your first impressions on this year? Um, so I am disappointed overall that we're not taking the chance to look at more of the the fishies. Personally, I would I would love to see how some of them perform at a at a senior uh, big big boy tournament. Um, that said, I I do see a number of names here that I'm very interested uh, to. Um, get my eyes on after a while without the international spotlight on them, which happens when World Cup qualifying kind of heats up. You, you end up being very uh, purpose-driven towards, towards World Cup qualifying, and it becomes harder to take a look at fringe guys. Um, namely, we have some, some, new, some new faces, including Mr. Saif, who I think is the most intriguing uh, name on the roster. Um, For those who don't know, the Gold Cup is often used to try out new players uh, and to bring in players that are fringe players or maybe 
uh, haven't yet established themselves. So that's why if you're looking at this list and you're saying where is Michael Bradley, uh, where is yeah, Josie right, Altador, right, right. why you know where where, yeah. where's our people at? Uh, the the reason is that this is a, sort of an agreed upon friendly agreement amongst nations to kind of take it keep it chill you know keep it I'll chill we'll chill we'll all chill uh, and chill. allow 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 some goalkeeping chill allow some kids to have a chance especially since it often is one year before the World Cup isn't that right. Right. So, so the way the Gold Cup works is every two years, uh, the aforementioned Euros are every four years. And um, so the way it tends to work out is there's this sort of friendly agreement between the, the big teams that uh, every other year is kind of a uh, B-team um, Gold Cup. And so this is, this is one of those. Last time around 2015, the beginning of We the People... Uh, yeah, yeah, was an A-team gold cup. You may recall we got dumped out in the semis to Jamaica. Which just Very good. Um, the, the gold cup, uh, I, I think it should only be held every four years to give it more credibility and more, more weight and that they should use these summers to do something else. Um, but, you know, while, while, while we have it, it's, it, it will serve the, this purpose of uh, get, giving us a look at some, some of the fringe players. And then the other aspect is... Um, after the group phase, the coaches are able to make up to six switches to bring in players from the larger 40-man roster, which we didn't read out. But the, that list does include Altador and Bradley um, and a, a couple other more established players. So it's possible that after the, the, um, you know, the, the JV team uh, smashes Martinique, that they'll, they'll bring in the, the big guns to face uh, some of the larger teams in the knockout round. It looks like there's a little bit of a, a high-low thing going on here. There's some old heads and some baby bops. There's very much a high-low thing. There's a, there's a push-pull situation here. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think what, what it's hinting at is that the theme of the group is not experience or youth or anything. The theme of the group is the 20 to 23rd slots on a World Cup team. Um, so I think, you know, the, the names... Who we who we know and expect would be on that World Cup roster. Uh, I, I don't think Bruce really feels like he needs to take a look at them. But you have a guy like Matt Miazga, so you know maybe Matt Miazga goes goes uh, on loan to somewhere in England. Uh, maybe he does well. Maybe he's ready to to participate in a potential World Cup next summer. But now is the time that uh, that uh, Bruce would get to to build rapport with him, understand what he's good at, um, and so this is all this is all in preparation to make those really big decisions, those final slot decisions um, come next summer, hopefully we, if, we, if we make it. So um, the, Right, like whether or not Landon should come. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised he's not here. Um, but that, that, that is, only compounds Wait, my disappointment. you surprised Landon Donovan's not here? Just joking. I, it it oh, just okay. compounds my disappointment that some of the under-20s aren't here because if you look at a guy like um, Josh Sargent, let's say, he catches on with the Bundesliga team. Uh, he has to wait until the winter to actually sign. But let's say he's tearing it up in the way that, that uh, Pulisic kind of exploded onto the scene um, uh, last year. How do we right. potentially assess his ability to be a senior team contributor if he only does have those you know, six months of like big experience? Like I think we need to be more prepared for those contingencies. So I'm disappointed Tyler Adams isn't here. Eric Palmer Brown, CCV. I think those are those are guys who who um, could have been included, and and it would have and and they're they're ready for a senior level, especially games against Martinique. So 
Um, I don't see why we need to trot Matt Beasler out there again, personally. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can't be too disappointed because we have some po- some of my pookie babies, uh, Kellen it's Acosta and Matt yeah, Miazga, so, so, you're, so, so for you, Ty, this, this list is not far enough in the direction of uh, youth, of fresh faces. Uh, some of what I'm hearing on the streets and in the podcast world are, is a general sense of like shock at how fresh and how random and how new uh, this squad is. Sure, sure. Are we? Why is that? Why are people surprised that? Why are people in the U.S. soccer zeitgeist surprised that this is kind of like a random smattering of players? Well, I think um, a big a big part of that, that we is just the, for that. the group stage uh, twenty three being different from the knockouts. So you're seeing the fringe of the fringe. You know, represented in the Let's roster see. that we just read out, and the the, the group stage so, lineups are going to be much more similar to first team lineups. Okay, so you for sure think uh, Bruce is going to bring in some some of the p- faces that we know and love and shore this up uh, at the first opportunity that he gets, which is moving into the knockout round. Yeah, I think so, and especially because the um, Mexican based uh, players, the the Mexican season is starting up. Um, I think towards the end of the tournament. So they're going to want to um, get integrated with their club team. So I think that that would be a number of the swaps that I would anticipate um, going into a group stage, assuming we make it, would be the, the Mexican-based players out for some of the more established first-team guys to come in and hopefully play, you know, uh, I guess it's three games to victory. Uh, oh, shoot, I should know this. Is it three games? <laughs> I think it's three games. Um, so, yeah, it is. It definitely is. So, um you know, but the the, the Gold Cup is uh, uh, always a good proving ground. It is a little bit, uh, it's a little hard to get up for games that are this low impact, especially our, our group is not particularly enthralling. Um, but if you if you just look at it as a as a way to uh, see some of these fresh faces, especially really fresh faces like uh, Kenny Saif, um, then, yeah, then I think so there's who, a lot of value so- in it. This could be fun. Let's go through and do a few of these for the peeps. Uh, maybe we could you know, do a little lineup know. and just talk. Uh, maybe I could do a lineup and, and, and we could talk about some of the names we haven't really seen before. Yeah, sure. Do you, are you prepared to drop a fucking 11 yeah. right now? Can you do that? All Dude, right, so I, I freestyle all, all day. I know, I, right. My notebook so, is full. <laughs> my, got I got notebooks on notebooks. You got bars? Yeah. Uh, hey, cool. I'm, so I'm like, I'm like then, Eminem in the, bu- in the bus. With my notebooks. Yeah, you're in the back of the bus. Yeah, making elevens. Making elevens. Um, That's rad. So when someone hands you a mic, you'll be ready to drop an eleven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's have I'll, you I'll drop the my, eleven. I'll be over here. I'll be on the other side. My with my the preference. Peeps. And what I'll do is I'll say, "Who's that guy?" Who's that guy? Okay, uh, perfect. I'll stop perfect. you as you're going through. When I don't know who a guy is, I'll say, "Who's that guy?" Give us. Where they're coming from, what what kind of their style is, what and what you're looking for pros and cons wise in this player. Just a quick breakdown, and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll go through the eleven that way. I sure, think people and myself could learn a lot. I'll go for I'll go for Guzman in goal, given that uh, he uh, is most likely to be uh, one of the top two, and the other two goalkeepers in camp, Hamid and Sean Johnson. I just don't think they're at a level where we would realistically rely on them in a World Cup ever. So I'd rather have Guzan get used to some of the the newer uh, names, so you know who that is. Um, uh, yeah. Mister, we'll, we'll start in the back Did- line with Mister Eric Lehigh, who is a blast from the past, a Bob Bradley special. Played in a in a Gold Cup under under Bradley. 
Uh, I'll give it to you. I'll back give, in wait, the day. I'll give it to you. Eric. Who's that guy? Leisha. So he's, <laughs> he's a totally solid, serviceable fullback. Nothing special. He has been in the second tier in England for four or five years now after coming up with uh, Aston Villa. Um, and he, he's just a, he's a warm body. <laughs> he's not going to give you anything <laughs> incredible. He's just a very dependable fullback. And in the, the current crisis that we have in the senior national team, that is a role we could really use because we happen to be trotting out guys like Graham Zussi at the other fullback slots. So I'll put, yeah, I'll put uh, Lee Chaj at, uh, at right back. Lehigh. Go with right. uh, Via Fania at left back to give him more reps under, under Bruce since it looks like he's yeah, the, yeah. the uh, bar- barring any, any strange diseases like we talked about last time, that he's, <clears throat> he's kind of in, in, the, in the driver's seat for that left back spot. Right. Uh, then Mr. Matt Hedges, who has been one of the one of, if not the best defender in MLS uh, the last couple years, hasn't really had a window to get much exposure at the national team level. But those who pay attention to to his uh, MLS performances are consistently impressed. And FC Dallas has been one of the the one of, if not the uh, best team in MLS over the last couple of years. And he's a huge part of that. Um, and I would pair him with the uh, young. Young, young tree himself, Matt Miazga, who is a uh, half American, uh, half Matt and- Miazga. I can't do a who's that guy. This is kind of a half baked plan, <laughs> but Matt Miazga is so is is so welcome back. Welcome, welcome back, back, Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga, guys. He he was with us. Uh, you know, he was one of our early fishies along with Gideon Zalalam, and we've been totally. following this guy. He got he fucking got signed by Chelsea, and then. And then was in the Chelsea loan army and is and is just kind of like, is just has been floating around and he was with the Red Bulls I think and was kicking all kind of ass yeah uh, so back he, in the day so what where's Matt Miazga at now and what's he been doing he has been uh, on loan in the Netherlands at Vitesse Arnhem and he uh, initially started uh, you know being a fringe player for them and then one of their central defenders went down with an injury and he slotted in and became a starter. They actually won the Dutch Cup uh, last year, um, and he was on that team. So he found found some success, found a starting slot with them, um, and looks poised to make the next move in the Chelsea loan army, which is to you go from a you know C team, uh, C list team to a B list team. So my my guess will be he'll end up at like Burnley or or Sunderland or. Well, they got relegated. That'd be great. But some I mean, some premier, for, like how lower old is tier the kid? Premier What's he? Twenty two. Uh, he'll be. Yeah, I think he's twenty two now because he he was in the he was one of the key figures in the last under twenty World Cup campaign and the the most recent sure. one just ended. So, um, so yeah, we, it feels like he's been around forever, but still only two caps uh, to his name. And I'm I'm really excited say, to see what he can do in a yeah, starting slot. Yeah, if he actually does make a move to a better club, to a club uh, in England whose name people kind of know but is not a good club or some such thing, uh, I think he's still uh, impressive and still like a little ahead of schedule for, for what you can expect from a defender especially. You know, de- defending is such a, such a cerebral task. Agreed, that agreed. I think that's that – I'm, I'm really happy with that progress uh, and I think – you know, when you look at somebody like Jeff Cameron, who's who's a fucking rock for us right now, I think Matt Miazga, uh, if he does make a move to a better team over this summer, um, is right on track, man, is right on track. And that's somebody who we were, we have been scared and, and kind of disappointed for, but 
if you know maybe maybe it was he just needed a, a couple years or a year and a half to, 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 to yeah I think if out. he had uh, transferred permanently from the Red Bulls to Vitesse Artem and then did well in a season we would be pretty high on him but there's something about that that you know go to Chelsea then being banished on loan that is really <laughs> discouraging in terms of his progress it's really yeah. terrifying so, so I think I think if you look at it All that right. way like yeah so, he became a regular starter on a, a pretty decent European team last year okay cool let's let's see what he can do for us so yeah so here we are we got Matt Miazga we got Eric Lehigh in the middle uh, we got Viafania and, and and uh, and Hedges. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. It's it's Eric. It's it's Hedges and me. Yeah, you got it. Up. You got it. That's all right. You guys Midfield, know. You guys know uh, what I mean. It's Matt and Matt. Okay, it's Matt, Matt. Matt and Matt. I play five. George and five midfielders play a double pivot, two wingers and a ten, and. Um, now I have to find players who can fit that system. So we'll go with we'll go with a Yeah, well obviously I'll give you one. It's I mean, obviously Kellen Acosta, Acosta. My Pookie baby. Get this in. Is, this is this is why I've i I've, I've been waiting to talk for Kellen Acosta to come up. I there's no one I'm more excited for, I think. Ooh, well no, they there I have a few okay, top cool. hits, but Kellen Acosta is one of them. Christian Roldan yeah, is right. another one. Uh, but Kellen Acosta, man, he played he played three times, he started once. And he was good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's in great. So he's in a position to be a leader in the in the Bruce era, at least. This Gold Cup, Ross, in the group, in the well, in the Bruce era, and for this Gold Cup group stage, when it's this funky ass uh, roster and it's all these newcomers, Kellen Acosta has the opportunity to show some leadership. Which, if he's gonna be in there with with Michael Bradley long term. Is something we need from him, and I, I, I'm hype. I'm so Absolutely. hype. I'm so hyped to see how he handles this. He's going to be given 90 minutes. I, I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And I, I've been saying throughout this, these past few stretch of games that he needs to just calm down and know that he deserves to be on the field. This is the perfect opportunity. Yeah, for him and you've to seen him settle in. I mean, culminating with the Azteca. Uh, match where he looked quite comfortable and and was a pretty smooth operator in in midfield and I think uh, of the entire roster uh, Acosta is the most likely to be a World Cup starter if we were to make it um, just looking over everything maybe maybe Omar Gonzalez up there with him um, but he you know I, I would say right now it's like a fifty fifty shot that he can grow into being that 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 role um, and we don't have to go with someone older um, to you know to to ensure that we don't have a disaster. Uh, so Kellen Acosta, get in there. And then my temptation would be to go with Roldan uh, as his partner in a yeah, pivot. Yeah, mine too. Um, however, so who's, who's that, that guy? guy? Christian Roldan. We've never seen okay. him, right? On, on, this, on this podcast, I don't know if we've really seen We haven't. Christian we Roldan haven't. Your neighbor, uh, your, your Seattleite homie, Christian Roldan, who... Um, my boy, I he's, love He's a Seattle, he's a Seattle native, Roldan. UW, he's a UW C- soccer well, player. He's not, no. Yep, UW soccer player got picked up. Like, with, I don't think he's actually a Seattle native. I think he grew up. Oh, in really? Okay, never mind. I thought he was. Yeah, but he is. He went to yeah. UW. He got picked up. He like had trouble getting uh, getting picked up by colleges right, yeah, or something. Yeah. His story's crazy. Yeah, he, he, he went through some some story. twists and turns along the way, but has become a, a real uh, standout in MLS. And they, the what they're doing in Seattle is they're pairing him with Ozzy Alonso in the middle, and he's becoming like you know the mini me of Ozzy Alonso. Um, and and his game his game used to be a little bit more box to box. It was kind of unclear whether he would end up as a playmaker or a 
a stopper or an eight, and and he's he's kind of ended up playing playing a little bit more of that you know Ozzy Alonso break up play, uh, start play role. And I would love to use him, but I it's another eye test thing. I just don't. For me, I don't think he he has any shot at being relevant for for a World Cup next year. Maybe a late career. Wow. Um, you know, growth pattern. Oh, I but. definitely don't think next year. I definitely don't think next year. I think he, Christian Roldan is somebody you bring just in case you get an injury to someone like Acosta or maybe, Bradley. maybe. But then again, for next year, you may as well exactly. Bring Dax, so that's where right? I'm going. Is I think um, Dax, f- f- from the perspective of the this tournament is important for Kellen Acosta to grow into becoming a potential starter. Dax is the closest facsimile that we would have in the group stage to someone like Bradley. Um, where he's he's a slighter yeah. player who plays deep, so he has defensive responsibility, but he's not necessarily able to handle the most um, skillful attackers, right? So he needs the help of someone like Acosta Man. to uh, to patch up the midfield. Um, but talk about high low. How old is he? He's Dax? not that old. 30? He's like twenty six, twenty seven. What? Why does he look like an old-ass He's old just ass one man. of those guys. Like, you play those guys in high school. <laughs> but the, the other reason why Dax feels so old is that he he burst onto the scene at 18. He, I think he was a starter for, for Dallas see. at 17 or 18. So um, so very much a high-low thing with Acosta, who's in the same exact boat. But Dax, has grown, he's grown on me. I think he like his, his work this year for the fire uh, has been impressive. His, um, he, he feels like a guy who could, uh, who could totally back up a Michael Bradley at a World Cup. So so for me, I would rather see that pairing because it's more similar to what we would realistically do, and it also puts our most relevant Michael Bradley yeah. back up uh, in that slot. Um, sure. Uh, so up up uh, in front, I want two wingers. Get out there. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Giassi Zardes to go get water for uh, Kenny Saif and, um, and Kellen Rowe. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Giassi Zardes to drive to In-N-Out yeah. Burger and get yeah Giassi Zardes. You're going to be left. You're off. you're going to be you're going to be cheering hard from the bench, buddy. Kellen Rowe, um, a a <laughs> who's that who's guy? That guy? He, he, a new face. He at some point uh, reminded me of a young um, Clint Dempsey uh, coming up with the Revolution, oh, playing cool. playing a, a solid wing game. Um, Pretty pretty tricky. Has 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 a little bit of speed. Can can hit a ball. Um, he hasn't grown into that role as much as I would like. But given how short we are on wingers, I'd like to get a look at him. And then the one I'm really excited about is uh, is Kenny Saif. Um, who's, who's that, that guy? guy? Kenny Saif has been on the radar for years. He's a uh, he's for all intents and purposes an Israeli national. Uh, grew up uh, I, I believe in Israel proper. Um, but happened to be born in the U.S. I think his parents were here on like, like a trip. It was like six month work visa situation, and so he happens to have been born in in, in the U.S. And so the U.S. has been kind of like flirting with him for for years while he's been breaking in with his team uh, Ghent in Belgium. And Ghent, uh, one of the historic you know large teams in Belgium, has has done really well in the Champions League um, in recent years, and he's been a part of that. Um, and so there was this little you know. Uh, poker game between the Israel um, Federation and the and the U.S. The U.S. kind of making some hints that they wanted to bring him in, but not making any commitments. And then the Israeli Federation saying, "Well, if you're not committed to us, we don't want you anyway." Um, so I think he's played some friendlies for them and had to file a one-time switch to play for the U.S. So he's officially a U.S. player, 
But I, I'm, I'm willing to wager this 99% is... of the U.S. population, or not population, the soccer fan population has never seen him play a minute. So, um, so he's, he's a total but unknown. But he's coming, he's, he's of age, oh, yeah. right? Isn't the dude's, the dude, this is no, not he's a not fishy. A fishy. He, he, he's of age. This is somebody who could today make an impact on, uh, on, on the, the, the senior national team. Like, the, because of the way his, his trajectory has gone, this is a different type of player because we're talking about somebody who's joining in who could be effective right now, and it's just a nationality thing that has, has kept him from being in our Yeah, focus. exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm so curious. Like, I, I think he could, he could be a total dud. He could just be, you know, uh, you know, he could be on the same level as Kellen Rowe. Or he could be, you know, closer to a Pulisic level. Who knows? It's like, you, you, it's really hard to compare, especially these more obscure leagues, because sometimes their teams, like like a, like Portugal or, or Belgium, sometimes their teams make make good runs, um, and you look at their players and you're like, damn, like these guys, these guys are outfoxing the Premier League guys, you know. And sometimes, um, yeah. but but sometimes when they come into these camps, especially the European based players, like a Timmy Chandler, for instance. You you look at them and you're like, wait, like, what advantages do you have over this random MLS starter or over Eric Lechage? So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, <clears throat> differences in styles of play, like differences in how in what skills are asked for in various nations and various leagues and stuff. So it's not exactly. always it's not as a, simple as see, seeing someone it's not succeed FIFA. there. It's and not FIFA. Putting, yes. Yeah, it's exactly. not FIFA. Exactly. It's truly not. Or it is FIFA, but only if FIFA changed a few things. Like, you know how if you put a forward in midfield, their stats Fair go enough. down? It's more like ultimate team. <laughs> but there, there is that aspect of... Um, of <laughs> Nobody plays that shit. Everybody plays that shit, dude. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> who's playing that shit? Guys, really reach out to us on thing. Twitter. Do you play at, at WTP Pod? Do you play FIFA or do you play what was the one you said? Uh, Ty? No, ult- Ultimate Team is is FIFA. It now has become FIFA. Oh, yeah, oh, right, I right. see. Um, I everybody see, plays. I see. Okay, Send well, us what your about teams. what about? Do you play Football Manager? Send us your teams. Do you play Football Manager? Or do you play FIFA? What's your <clears> thing, guys? At WTP Pod. Um, Carry on, Ty. Sorry, the, I interrupted the you. Really interesting dynamic to note <clears> with with new players who are coming in is like. What is, there, what is the American style that people have to get used to? And, and how, how difficult is that to adjust? Because, um, you know, we, we see players come in who we think should be at a certain level and they're not, yet we see players like, uh, like some even like mid-tier MLS guys who, like, like what the hell, DeMarcus Beasley just started a Azteca match. And in MLS, I mean, he's fine, <laughs> but he's not, he's not like... I know, I know, and he was like solid. There, I wonder if in America, it's it, it's we are uh, we have a lack of style, and that's what's difficult. It could be, I yeah, mean, absolutely. For somebody coming from a really spe- specific style right. of play, <coughs> which I have no idea what Kenny's Saif is coming from, but let's say it's like a you know <coughs> super wingy, yeah, dribbly he's, style he's, of he's play wingy, dribbly, all that, yeah. <coughs> And, uh, well, his team, I mean, like, what's his team doing? Not sure about know. the team. But a team can have a really well-defined style of play. And I, I think for Timmy Chandler, this is the case. Like, when coming mm-hmm. from the Bundesliga, he comes to the Nats, and he's being asked to figure out what our style right. of play right. is with us, you know? And, and many, like, 
Man, Europeans got a long history, and they've th- these nations have had styles not just in soccer but in every way for literally hundreds, thousands right. of years. Like in America, we are used to the idea of defining our identity as uh, with every day that passes, and I think our team is doing that, and that is a difficult adjustment to make if you're not from exactly. Around. And then you have the the other cultural aspect of you know the, the, we have we have six or seven different countries of residence. Uh, represented in in the squad um and then of course all players from all over the u.s players who were born in and out of the u.s typically i mean it's it would surprise me if no one on this roster was given the way america works um and so so yeah it's it's always a melting pot and that's a that's that's i I suppose another element of this um experimental roster is to uh is to help players acclimate to that uh, environment and see like yeah you're gonna have to hang out with the guy for for 30 days if we make it to the world cup like you're gonna be in a in a in hotel rooms together for 30 days so that aspect of chemistry really is important that's why the guys it like nick romando always end up making the team like no matter what so so who's your 10 so my 10 is Polly nips paul Ariola, a, a player interesting who, choice does he does he play 10 at tijuana or wing uh so he would probably prefer to be a playmaker but because he's younger and he's playing with more and experienced fast. guys and fast, he yeah he he ends up being deployed out on the wing a decent amount. Um, but we've tried him at that slot, um, the the at the under twenty level, uh, to to some some good effect. Um, and I'd be curious to see how he would do running a midfield. Um, and yeah, I mean he's he's definitely not in contention to be a starter in. Uh, in a potential World Cup, but he it, totally. If we play a front three or we play we play like a, a more dynamic, you know, winger based um, style, especially against a, a smaller teams or teams where we expect to have the um, the 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 initiative, uh, he could be a really important role player. And then even as we saw in a, a counter attacking system with that front three that we played um, against Mexico. There, there was a, a role to play for someone who can just work their ass off up front, be be annoying, be tenacious, but has the quality to convert a chance. You know, the the rare chance that pops up. So, I see him as a really potentially useful player. I think at, at club level, he hasn't made the breakthrough that I've been hoping, um, where he becomes a locked in starter for Tijuana. Uh, they're getting a new coach uh, this year. This uh, this apertura, clausura. I can't remember which one is which. Okay. Um, but the, uh, our, our your boy Miguel Herrera is is off to um, to Club America, so they're gonna they have they have a newer um, coach, which is always a, a <laughs> chance to Herrera reset. Miguel Herrera is so my boy. He's he's the man. Love that guy. He's the man. <laughs> he if, if, he, if, he um, embodies the we the people spirit. If we Bruce decides to leave Miguel your basement, Herrera. if Bruce decides to leave your basement, you should <laughs> shoot him a note. If oh, yeah, we got Bruce Mail coming north. for you, folks. We, we do, yeah. We got a Bruce Mail later on in the show. Uh, guys, if you're enjoying the show, one of the things that you can do for us that's amazingly helpful is to shoot us a review. Uh, we're on iTunes right now, so review us on iTunes. We're going for five stars. Uh, for us, a five star is a zero uh, in success. <laughs> if, you, if you give us a four star, it's going to be a negative two for us. So we're, you know, we that's really a one go frown. for fives. Four stars that's is a one, one frown. frown. We are really, really going for those five. So, so hook us up with that. And if you if you write a review, maybe it'll get read on the show. And we're at we're on Twitter at WTP Pod. Oh, and a side note. So, a side note. Um, I, I I need to mention this. I have a design for some T-shirts. Um, ooh. I I've priced out 
We the People t-shirts. If you are Ooh. interested in a We the People t-shirt, let us know at WTP Pod. Um, uh, shoot, shoot me a note. You can you can find the pictures on there as well, and uh, I will order them if we can get a decent amount of people who want them. But I, I, you have to it, order guys. like twelve at a time. So, <laughs> guys, we need your let's help. all get WTP shirts. <laughs> Cue deafening Twitter silence. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> or not. We'll see. No, I mean, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest winner of every, every major soccer tournament is We the Peace. Exactly. Ty. Uh, and it's you if you're wearing in our your, in your In your hypothet. Shirt. Yeah. In, in your hypothet starting a lev, what's, uh, who's scoring these goals, man? So um, I, I, am, I don't believe in strikers uh, personally. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, bear with me, uh, but basically <laughs> I, 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 I don't like systems that rely on a, on a focal player to do the bulk of the goal scoring. I, I, I see them work, I see them work, it just doesn't strike me as elegant. My, the, the, the mathematical side of my brain doesn't, doesn't jive with me. So I want, I want hardworking forwards who still, have, uh, who still have great technical skill and can still bang in goals when chances present themselves. Um, so I want to see Mr. Dom Dwyer get the nod. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Dom Dwyer is Sidney LaRue's husband. He, Who's that person? Sidney LaRue is one of the, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if that's still a star for the USWNT, the better national team. The actual national team. This yeah, is the, the men's good national, national team. team. Um, so for the national team, she, she's a, a, a very solid uh, winger. Uh, forward forward player of a uh, of versatile skill set um, and she and this this gentleman this this English gentleman Dom Dwyer, who has played in uh, Kansas City for five or six years now, um, they fell in love because they both played professional soccer in Kansas City and got married and now they have a child and Dom Dwyer wow, became so a us crazy. citizen because he married. One of our national team players. Oh my goodness, that is nuts! So that's this is the craziest shit. So the dude, the dude, he, is just, so he had never played for, so he had never played for England. I never guess. played so for he, England. That was his. He was totally off oh the radar for England. How, he came here as a youngster. He, uh, he, when he was initially at Kansas City, he got loaned to Orlando. Had a lot of success in Orlando. Came back to Kansas City. Was suddenly one of the better strikers in the league. And over the last uh, five years, he's established himself as an incredibly consistent, very dangerous goal scorer. He's a one and two uh, kind of goal scorer for for Kansas City. But what he really does well is he works his ass off. He's one of those those forwards who who doesn't get discouraged when the game isn't going his way. Doesn't get discouraged when he's not scoring. He has that that combination of skill sets that I think is really is really valuable in a center forward, especially when I want him to be playing in midfield most of the time. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm only half. I'm yeah. joking, but I'm half joking. Uh, no, I strikers. mean, and we've discussed this on yeah. this show. What's working for the U.S. right now is overlapping, bringing the strikers back. That's it. And having, that's it. So, you know, so Dom Dwyer, get in there. And, <clears throat> we get in there, and uh, that's it. That's it. I want five midfielders and one or oh, zero right. strikers. Yeah, just so, Tommy so Doms. Dom Dwyer. So no, you would play Dom Dwyer over Jordan Morris. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I guess maybe I would. I'd rather have Morris in one of the wing slots than than Kellen Rowe. So I'll, I'll make that. I'll make that retroactive sw- switch. I don't really care about seeing any more of Juan Agadello personally. Sorry. It's it's been Sorry, Juan. we've seen enough. By the way, we've how old enough. is Juan? What's he? 24? 24 yeah. only? He's another one who oh. he has been on the scene since he was 17. He scored 
in South Africa. It was it was he and Mix Discarude's first cap, I think. First cap for both. Mix Discarude <laughs> assisted Juan Agudelo in this friendly insane. in South Africa. And uh, and and a legend was born. Then I saw Juan score a goal against Argentina at Giant Stadium at 18 years old when my son was in utero. And now he he he, he all the way since then he has progressed not one bit. <laughs> it's it's wild. <laughs> he He's the same guy. <laughs> so um, so anyway, yeah, I've seen enough from, <clears throat> from from Johnny, unfortunately. So we're gonna see some new faces. Uh, some new names. It's nice. It's nice to have that. There's a, there's a lot of fresh stuff to chop up here. This is sounding kind of morbid. This is getting like increasingly <laughs> morbid. But yeah, no, this is really cool. It's cool to see some 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 fresh faces out there. But what are we building towards? What's going on? The next game. Uh, it, what, so what are we building towards? And then what's happening after that friendly? Yeah. So we have the friendly against Ghana on July first, Saturday. Um, and 4.45, Eastern Time, ESPN! Thank, thank Cthulhu. It's on ESPN and not on one of these <laughs> other you. godforsaken platforms. Thank you, Messi. Thank, thank you, you Bass Messi. Messi. So, um, thank you, Bass so, Messi. So it's on ESPN, 4.45, and uh, Ghana is a really interesting opponent. So first of all, I'll give you the big picture. We have a friendly yeah, leading that's... up to the Gold Cup, so obviously the friendly is going to be to test you know, players and systems to be ready for that. Gold Cup, which itself is a test for a potential World Cup, so lots of testing going on. Uh, you can expect to see an ex- experimental lineup, lots of subs, uh, broken rhythm. You can expect the commentators to discuss how broken the rhythm gets after the subs get made at oh, halftime. Oh, you can for sure, yeah, yeah, um, you can for sure expect that. And we're going to have a lot of respect for the opponent, and we're going to... <laughs> what are the other ones? There's like, uh, yeah, the... Getting getting uh, getting a chance to look at fresh players, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And but what makes this especially interesting is that it's Ghana, our fucking Ghana, our, our nemeses. accidental nemesis. We have Ghana and the United States have basically nothing, no no connection whatsoever, <laughs> no other than this random soccer rivalry that's cropped up because we played them in three World Cups in a row, and we got our ass beat in in the first two, and then the last time. Uh, story time! Story time! Story time! Story time is about great now. Back with another story. Back, back with another story time. Put your warm socks on. Sit in front of the fire. Ty's gonna tell us what happened. Versus God. Oh, so the third time we played in the world. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go all the well, way we back. I'll go all the way back very, the very quickly. Okay, tell just the whole to thing. give tell people the, the context. So, uh, 2006, we are in a group with Italy, the Czech Republic, and Ghana. And going into the last game, we had to win in order to have a chance of success. They scored a goal on a pretty dubious uh, takeaway slash rugby tackle on on Claudio Reyna. Then uh, Clint Dempsey scores this incredible golasso. Momentum's with us. We're going through USA, USA. Then a dodgy penalty and called on Oguchi on Yewu. And, um, and, and Ghana fucking beats us and goes through. But the silver lining to that day, that event in Germany, was that was the day that yours truly became a U.S. soccer fan. In, in, wow. in, all, in all real capacity, because I was always someone who would, you know, tune in as a kid. I tuned into the World Cup. But after, I, I remember watching this game at my, at my then-girlfriend, now-wife's uh, family home with the family. 
This is epic. And I was I watched that game, and after it ended, I was like, well, it, "It sucks that we lost, but that was cool. That it was it was it was exciting. I, I had I had high hopes. I wanted to learn more about these players, like what makes a player good. And I remember spending a lot of time on my uh, 2006 era smartphone, hanging out in uh, in soccer forums, falling in love with the U.S. national team. Ah. Uh. That is a beautiful fucking story. So time. Out from from the losses comes the love, right? And that that's, that's right. That's... And 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 it, one day, one day, you know, baby baby Pulisic will lift the World Cup trophy oh, and say, "If it wasn't for we the people podcast, this never would have happened." It's getting a little dusty. So in here. we can say we can say with certainty that. Uh, the chain of events, the way, the way, the way, the butterfly, the butterfly effect, effect causation. You know, if it wasn't clear. for that day, we never would have in the future won the world. We cup. never will have won the world cup. Joking. So, um, uh, then, then, so then what happened with t- Ghana? Enough about you. Ty. We play <laughs> fucking Ghana again in the knockout round. We win our group. We get to play a second place team and it's Ghana and it's fucking Ghana. Um, again. Mr. Ricardo Clark, uh, Bob Bradley's pookie baby, the, the uh, the opposite of Benny Failhopper, <laughs> what, like the, the the favorite player who just always gets to start no matter what. Under oh, it's Michael Orozco. He's he was Bob Bradley's Michael Orozco. <laughs> Whoever it was like it was like everyone in the stadium could see this guy's not good enough, except the coach. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Clark coughs up the ball in the midfield. Ghana scores. Uh, we scratch our way back again through through Mr. Landon Donovan Lando. And then uh, game goes into extra time, and there's a there's a half a chance, and a, a, a decent angle shot uh, from from KP Boateng, who which which just sneaks past uh, Timmy Howard, and I, I always will believe that the rib injury he suffered in the Algeria game <laughs> uh, caused him not to be able to save this ball. But check out the tape. 2014, now here's where we get to the beginning of CJ's story, Clayton's story. Yay, yay. Uh, 2014, we lead off the World Cup by playing fucking Ghana, who knocked us out of the last two. <laughs> and so <laughs> the, the luck of the draw leads us to this moment, and we play, uh, we play this, this incredibly epic match. Clint Dempsey scores in the first minute, um, I think, oh. maybe second minute. Uh, the, yeah, the fastest it, no, goal in like, the U.S. World was, Cup history. It was like seconds. Ghana... Through, they had about thirty crosses into the box. Um, eventually, they find a way to, to dribble uh, to the to the top of the D and and, and finish well. Um, and then in the I want to say eighty second minute, um, Mr. John Brooks, a young young John Brooks, rises high from a corner from from Graham oh. Zusi, Credit where credit is due. And slots a ball <laughs> away, space, proceeds to have a, a, a fever dream on the ground for about 20 minutes while the ref is imploring the U.S. to get back. Um, the U.S. hangs on <laughs> and wins this game, and it sets the tone for what, what ultimately would be a, a second-place uh, finish in the group of death at the World Cup. The group of death knocking out Ghana. So now Ghana's got a bone to pick with us They've this got a time. Bone to pick. It's so funny. I've seen John Brooks have these moments in his life that he can never take back. Like his celebration for that goal, him him he's like what? 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 He, what? His he, hands go to his head touching or the, the temples. Or his, like, deep, touching the temples. He's like 
his like more recent like dehydration like ghost <laughs> dance. Like I've seen I've seen that guy go through some real shit. It's like a, it's like it's like having like a fraternity brother who you've seen who you've seen right, like right, just right. really go over the edge. Yeah, on, exactly, on, you know, exactly. Whatever. But you, you've In also seen him. You've also seen him do glorious things with a with a keg. You know, you've you've seen him have <laughs> yeah, epic moments. Just, but you're like, yeah. John, John, you got to get it together, dude. <laughs> like even even when you do well, you still look like you're in you're in pain. You know, <laughs> you look like you're about to but faint. That, I remember that that John. image of his celebration on that goal got painted up for the day as the moment of the day. Oh god! Right? They were doing that yep, moment yep, of the that's day right, thing. That's right. That's right. So and and oh, dare I say iconic. it? So, so there epic. was there was the eventual loss to Belgium, and when we play Belgium, we'll uh, sure. recap that one. Um, but that that loss was probably the beginning of of your. Your renaissance with the with the U.S. national absolutely. team. Absolutely, I I definitely think it was that batch of games, that World Cup in total. Yeah, the, Bel- the Belgium it was magical game. moments, and we're Ghana gonna we're gonna get to relive magical. a little bit of that with this Ghana friendly, and it's very exciting. Um, now Ghana's to it. Ghana's team, uh, I would say, let's see, what are their their strengths? I think they're they tend to be bad at putting crosses in, as we've seen in the in the uh, as we saw in the 2014. Uh, game they can they can get wide they have plenty of speed they have plenty of technical ability they can get wide but they can't necessarily convert that uh, where they where they would be uh, stronger is in developing play building up play through the middle combinations they have a number of uh, uh, strong tricky kind of central players um, and the roster this roster as is typical of a camp like this is going to be um, mostly younger players they have a couple of domestic based players who I'm really interested to see because you don't get to see a lot of players from Hearts of Oak in Ghana. Um, combined with a, a number of MLS players who I'm also curious to see how well they stack up against their counterparts on the U.S. team. Um, and then you have a, a veteran in Asimo Gian who plays... He, he basically plays... He, he's like a, like a contract assassin. Wherever the money is, he doesn't, he doesn't pay attention to, to which country it is, what the team is, what position he's going to be playing. Highest bidder, baby. So Asamo Gian is in, I think he's in the United Arab Emirates or something, but this is a guy (laughs) who has the caliber, the quality to still be playing in a top level European league if he so chose. Um, And he's consistently dangerous. And I'm really curious to see how someone like Matt Miazga uh, can, can cope with, with his, uh, his guile. Asamo Gian, oh man, I am so jelly of him. You know, you know what's really interesting that's happening is uh, the MLS becoming a hub for development for other nations' national team players. The MLS is not really good enough to develop our national team players to where we need them to be. Uh, our national team is just a little ahead of what the MLS can do for us right now, but and a little behind of what Europe can do for us right now. Sure. But for other teams, uh, such as Trinidad and Tobago... Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, all these right. smaller CONCACAF teams, um, you know, and, and it sounds like Ghana as well, maybe maybe African teams as well. Uh, it's it's like a hub for development for these young players. And I think that's really cool. And I somehow feel like that's overlooked or underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, it, it, it's growing. Uh, well, or like Kyle, Kyle Lahren, yeah, for instance, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let well. me not like, say it's growing because it, that's such a cliche thing. But what what's happening with, yeah. with MLS is that it's becoming – uh, understood the the level of MLS is becoming understood. So the the players are getting involved or not involved, and that's that's up to the coaches. But at least it's not who knows what the hell's going on over there in the states. And so we we don't even need to take a look at those players because they're not playing in places we're familiar. You know, the league has been around yeah. long enough that 
not only are players interested in going, and you see you see guys like Jonathan Mensa, who is a World Cup player for Ghana, um, on this squad as well, who uh, who are willing to come here. Um, and there's the the feedback loop of oh, okay, some of those bigger players are are willing to go go play there. They're playing well. Why not keep calling them in? And then that becomes okay. Well, we also happen to have this young man, Quadwo Poku, who had a had a, a brief but legendary stint at NYCFC and is now in NASL, um, who who is getting looks for for a major national team. So um, yeah, it, it's a it's a really cool uh, accessory to the to the primary success that that the domestic uh, leagues have had in in uh, raising the level of the U.S. national team, which I think they have. Um, that that we've become a, a hub and a a, 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 um, a destination for for internationals because they know that their work is going to be recognized and judged in a in a favorable way until you get to big countries in what uh, you know uh, Western Europe where they think that it's a backwater and they would never call up a Jack Harrison for instance or even Giovinco gets left off which is like just astoundingly stupid. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, th- we haven't cracked that one, but at least the the, the humbler uh, nations outside of that top ten are willing to take a look at our players. Even some in the top ten, like like you know, Uruguay will will have a, a Nicolas Ladero sighting from time to time. Um, they're you know, our, our, the the guys are on the radar, so that that's really good to see. Folks, join us for our review. For our review, pardon me. Uh, that's right in your ears. If you're wearing headphones, you're welcome. Join us for our review of Ghana versus the U.S. We're going we're gonna to get that to you guys. And in that uh, time, we'll also get you all set for the Gold Cup. Don't worry. Don't be so scared. Hmm. We're going to figure it out. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about those teams. Uh, we're going to figure out all the roster switches. We're going to parse this all out. And you're all going to leave feeling comfortable and ready to enjoy some gnats. Am I right, Ty? Absolutely. Fucking right, man. I, I right. pretty much right, right, right. Let's do uh, this. I very, I very much enjoy being introduced to new people. Mm-hmm. However, I am, I am categorically against the idea of starting with names. That's stupid to me. That's fucking. Oh, stupid. I like it. So you should have to like. We, you should give your name as like a well, confirmation a name, that you like. Is, Correct. Yeah. A name is like a phone number. Like right, you should right. ask for it when you're like, you know what? I'm gonna need to know your name, man. You should you should tell me your name. I'm gonna need to know your name. I like that. I'm gonna use that. But you can't. I don't recommend it. I tried it for years oh, when oh, I saw I see, Europeans I I do it. it. That's see, more of I a see. European style. It doesn't work in America. In America, if you don't introduce your fucking name to the person in a circle of six who doesn't know your name within three minutes. You're an ass. The, you're an ass. I, 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 I don't get that. I don't get that. It's a lot like guys. tipping. How do, they, how do they get away with that shit? <laughs> oh, man. Tipping. I like it. Uh, I quite like... Let's not get into tipping right now. <laughs> that's for our other... Our, our financial yeah, our, podcast. Our financial pod. Our Freakonomics pod. I quite like... Uh, uh, Dino Mighty Wallets. Uh, have you guys tried out Dino Mighty Wallets? Look, look into those. They're they're biodegradable. They last for years. They're skinny. They fit in your back pocket. And they have awesome designs. That's a free endorsement for you, Dino Mighty. Reach out to you. Within the next six years, I might need a new one if this one breaks <laughs> down. But I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. And lastly, uh, I just truly adore any cartoon image of. Somebody walking, but from the front, so you see the toes flopping up and down. I, I like I like it when people yeah, attempt to cool. animate that. Those are cool. 
But I don't like any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Let's go, Let's boys. go, boys. Beat Ghana, please. <laughs> oh, wait, and I forgot. Uh, guys, stay tuned. Fucking stay tuned. This, this uh, theme song is like probably a total of 20 seconds long. So don't turn off your pod before the theme song ends because we got a little nugget for you at the end. A little Bruce mail is going to be waiting for you at the other side of this theme song. So stay with us. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Clayton, it's Bruce Arena. Just want to say thanks again for putting me up in a small but comfortable box in your basement. Wanted to give you some updates. While I was there, I noticed uh, a pretty strong odor emanating from the box. It smelled like, uh, like bratwurst and shattered dreams. It was, it was unstoppable, this odor. I got rid of it with some, some Lysol and some elbow grease. I also found a, a set of figurines, red, white, and blue, posable action figurines, about 40 or 50 in total. None of them were pointed in the right direction. None of them knew which 11 were the best figurines at any given time or how they should formate form- themselves, how they should be arranged on the shelf. I took care of that. I made sure that they all know specifically how they should line up and which 11 should be on the top shelf at any given time. And you know, uh, I really like the spot. I want to stay. Uh, so I want to be a really good good roommate to you. So I thought one, one, one favor I could do for you around the house would be just to log into your computer, poke around a little bit, check out some of your electronic mails, maybe take care of some of those for you. I found a couple of uh, Snapchats that were muy interesante. That might have been for your eyes only. I apologize for overstepping any boundaries there. Just, just trying to be a good roommate. I did notice a couple, couple, couple reviews of your podcast from your loyal fans. I thought I would dictate those to you as a convenience again. Just trying to be a good roommate. Jay Bulsp says podcast podcast developed de- dedicated to USMNT. I think that's us. Guys are funny and knowledgeable. Great way to get your fix before matches. Connor Max says. They love the Nats. Intelligent, insightful, funny, great pod. I love snowy days. I love everything bagels with locks and cream cheese on a Sunday morning. But I don't love any of those things as much as I love to pre-match breakdown pods. That's all I got time for today. Uh, DeMarcus needs me to, to rub something that he just got out of a, a glowing neon tube onto his thighs and calves. Thanks, Clayton. See ya.